0: What is it about the central divisions? I can't make sense out of them. Can the Cardinals?
1: You are locked on MLB. Your daily MLB podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: baseball fans. Welcome to Lockdown MLB, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. This is the daily podcast. We talk about all the Major League Baseball. I am your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. I am an Emmy-nominated television producer who has been a baseball podcaster for well over a decade now, and I'm about to start my sixth year here at the Lockdown Podcast Network. Follow us at Lockdown MLB Pod on Twitter and on Instagram. I'm your pal Sully. I'm at Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball podcast on Instagram. Be sure to like and subscribe and be part of the YouTube family here. If you put a, if you post on any of those social media, um, put the hashtag #EveryDaySully on there. I want to get a sense of who's listening to us every single day. Hey, uh, before we jump headfirst into the show. I'm going to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more right now. New customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. So that's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. Uh, Before we get started here, we bring in our guests. Um, I'm going to address, first of all, the trivia question, which was, The last show we did was Kansas City uh, uh, Royals-centric with the new host of Lockdown Royals, Mr. Johnson over there. And the question was, George Brett is the all-time hits leader in St. Louis Cardinals history. Who is the only other royal to get 2,000 hits in their career, 2,000 hits with the Royals? And a couple people, including Amos George, got to correct the answer was frank white frank white the great second baseman for the royals spent his whole career there great player wonderful all-star uh by the way another great player another great wonderful all-star is our beloved host of the locked on cardinals show he's coming on board with us it's jd haffron how you doing buddy
1: What's up, Sully? Good to see you again, my friend. I uh, hope the uh, the I'm not I'm not really time off. We haven't had a lot of that, but oh, uh, did, time uh... time between seasons, I guess. I hope it's been uh, treating you well, buddy.
0: Well, this is the time I think a baseball podcast is most critical. There's no games on. There, You know, during the regular season, if you want a, a baseball fix, you turn on the ball game. In the off season, we supply this here at the Lockdown Podcast Network a little chance to talk baseball even in the off season. Uh, I'm going to address something here. Uh, at the beginning of the show, I introduce myself. I tell you a little bit who I am, a little, just a little bit of my background, in case someone's brand new to the show, say who the heck is Sully. I, I have television experience. I've been podcasting for a long time, and I just throw that out there, just as a little, in case you're new to the, you know, getting your boat and then floating down the river Sully, that this is your, maybe you're new on 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 the show, just a quick little intro. And um and and to be to be fair, our bosses at Locked On have encouraged to include a tiny little bit in case someone uh doesn't know who the heck we are. Right. Evidently one of our listeners took umbrage with that. And uh Rick Knopf says, Sully, not many really good commentators open their show <laughs> with all their accomplishments. That's Bush. Buddy. You think that's all my accomplishments? Really? You think that's all of my accomplishments? I have accomplished so much. I had to whittle it down. You know, I had to make it. I just, I, brought, I just hit the points that are, you know, that basically, uh, you know, that that's relevant for this podcast. But please, 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 let's 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 just be clear for a second. All right, I. Um well, I've, I've accomplished a lot. But one of the things, and I didn't, I, I, I was humble enough not to mention this. You can look it up. Time Magazine, Person of the Year in 2006. I am the co-person of the year of Time Magazine in 2006. Did I mention that? No, not <laughs> at all. So maybe just sort of let's pump the brakes on what's Bush, all right? Uh, I'm sorry you had the uh, the the horror of that uh, almost seven seconds of your life for a quick bio there. Look it up. <laughs> Time magazine co-person of the year, 2006. That's me. So um, a little bit of uh, uh, a little bit of humility was shown by me. Um, now, let's get on to baseball here for a second. And before we jump mainly into the Cardinals, I want to talk a little bit about your division. We just talked about the Al Central where the defending champion Minnesota Twins seem to be dismantling their pitching staff, and there's no clear-cut leader, which is why I kind of like what the Royals are doing, which is like, heck, why don't we just improve ourselves? If it works great, if it doesn't, it's not like we're signing long-term deals here. The Central is weird. We went into last year, and I said it looked like the only team that was trying were the Cardinals, and that turned out to be incorrect. And (laughs) Milwaukee basically ran away with it. The Cubs finished a, 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 a Mosquitoes whisker away from Arizona and then went on to see that team go play in the World Series. Um, it's a strange division. And other than St. Lou, we, we, you see the, you know, you saw a council move from Milwaukee to the Brewers, but, I've spent more on the upkeep of the background of my locked-on MLB studio here than the Cubs have spent on free agency, and I think that's actually accurate at this point. So, JD of the teams other than the Cardinals, um, what's going on? Who are they? Are they? <laughs> are they? Tr- are people trying? Is everyone rebuilding? What is happening to to your rivals? Before we hit the Cardinals, what's happening to your rivals there?
1: Well, I I can only assume, you know, obviously I'm not in there with uh, any of the the Cubs guys or the Reds guys or anything, but I'm assuming that they're all kind of waiting on the trickle down effect. Uh, First, you had Otani that people were waiting on, and then now you've got Yamamoto that people are are waiting on. And then I would expect a a little bit of movement, especially from the Chicago Cubs. Um, The Reds have made a couple of moves here and there, yeah, yeah. uh, not nothing like major. Cause there's been rumors that they want to deal Jonathan India and they want to bring in uh, an elite pitcher, a guy like a Dylan Cease that they might make a trade for. Uh, they obviously have the prospects to do that with, uh, could sure. India be a part of a deal for something like that? I don't know. Cause outside of the division, I, I know as a Cardinals fan going up against India, he beats our brains in, but right. how other people perceive him outside of that is that not a very good defensive second baseman at all. Plays in a tiny little ballpark in Cincinnati. Is he even really that good? So uh, I don't know exactly what his worth is to any of the other teams out there. Um, The Pirates are are still kind of the Pirates. They're not going to ever do anything major. They're not going to make any major moves. They got McCutcheon back, which is great. Uh, He belongs in Pittsburgh, but, I mean, obviously that's not
0: new. Why not sign Dave Parker while you're at it? Why not sign (laughs) Andy Van Slyke? I mean, that – do you know what? It's funny. I, I, I don't mean to cut you off there, but I, I've said that a team owes their fan base either a present, a future, or a past. Uh, the present really? is what you really owe them, which is a summer. Give me a good summer. If you don't have a good summer, say, well, we got a plan in the future. We're building to something. banking with us. And the worst case scenario is, um, here's a player you like. You want to cheer him? And that's kind of what they're doing there. <laughs> yeah. Um, the Pirates have a lot of talent. It just... I haven't, you know, and they looked, you know, for the first third of the season last year, they were pretty good, but then, you know, the, the backs of the baseball cards don't lie and the team fell apart.
1: Yeah, and it's tough. I feel bad because it seems like right when they're, the guys that they've grown you know, that they're the ones who have built up and have produced as soon as they're ready to take off, they're ready to actually move on to another city is what ends up happening. And, um, and it's just this constant cycle where, you know, you feel bad for cities that go through that each and every year. Um, Milwaukee on the other side, uh, they they tore it down. Um, I don't know how long birds is going to be around in Milwaukee, whether he's going to be worth more in a trade deadline deal, uh, yeah. This year than he would be right now during the off season, so uh, we're all kind of waiting on that. Uh, the Brandon Woodruff uh, release was kind of uh yeah, that was that one was that caught good. a lot of us off guard because of the mm-hmm. injury, and they're just they were just ready to cut ties. Um, so I don't know, man. It's it it seems like the you know the Reds are the only one that have made any moves and seem to have the brightest future right now as far as youth and guys that looked really good last year. Can they repeat it? Is the pitching staff, even though it was hurt a lot last year, are they going to be able to pull off the stuff that they did last year? I, I don't know. I think it's still kind of a question mark. Uh, and then you've got the Cardinals, who I think pretty much everybody picked to win the division last year and had one of their worst seasons in franchise history. Yeah. And they had to rebuild an entire starting rotation and are working on bullpen stuff and – Everybody's kind of wondering, right, are these guys even good? They have, people are still are questioning uh, whether or not guys like Arenado and Goldie still have what it takes to put them into the playoffs.
0: Before we jump into the Cardinals, I do want to say that Bellinger is floating out there, and I've said here, someone's going to sign him to a long-term deal and will regret it. Uh, yeah. I, there's, there's, if there's any player out there who just strikes me as, do you know what? I think they've had their peak. I know he had a good year last year with Chicago uh, and the change of scenery was you know, the right move for him. Cause he was dreadful in 2021 and 2022, but I'm always wary. I'm wary of the, the huge uptick on a contract year. You mm-hmm. know, they like that. I mean, I've been wrong before and if I'm wrong and I like Bellinger, I do like Bellinger as a player and, it to him, I would I would go running back to the Cubs because apparently you know, Wrigley Field seems to be a great place for him. But uh, I just I think that's man, some team's going to wind up in three or four years regretting that deal. Well, look it, um, we're oh hey, my folks in uh, Australia. I said look it, do a shot. Everyone has to do a shot every time I say look it. And uh, I have lots of great fans like uh, Jay Cottrell, who, of course, said this dude is a no-talent hack. So <laughs> I got I got my everyday sullies and I got my Jay Cottrells. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about the Cardinals and what are they? Would you put your money on the Cardinals? Would you push all the chips to the center of the table for the Cardinals? I don't know, but maybe if you do, you should use FanDuel. Now look at, oh, there you go. Another one for you. FanDuel (laughs) is America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, and I know you have, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to kick off or wrap up the NFL season. FanDuel is an official partner of the National Football League. Hey, here's a quick reminder that Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts like J.D. of Locked On, plus our national shows, like me, covering every league. Go to Lockdown Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right, J.D., I picked the Cardinals. I thought the Cardinals looked great going in the last year. Uh, spoiler alert, they weren't. Uh, and w- you and I have talked about this. You and I have, have covered, we've done the autopsy for the 2023 St. Louis Cardinals. Just things didn't click You know, the people. They didn't get some of the, you know, they didn't get the performances they were expecting from, you know, the, the, the Michaelis's and the, the Wayne and, and they wound up being sellers. You know, they wound up trading away Montgomery. They wound up trading away some of their top players. And while Goldschmidt was okay and Arenado was okay, they certainly weren't MVPs. So, and and they want them trading away their O'Neill to the Red Sox. So, all right. Talk to me about what they've been doing this offseason. What has, has there been any movement or anything that has excited you as a big Cardinals guy?
1: Well, it's hard not to be excited about Sonny Gray, who has been very, very successful over the last couple of years. He was a very uh, Cardinal type of guy. Like when we headed into the offseason and you kind of pick and choose of like, who would be a good fit for the St. Louis Cardinals. Sonny Gray was always at the top of the list. Uh, 34 years old. Uh, Was it going to cost you one of these seven year deals, which Mm -hmm. the Cardinals are... Deathly afraid of apparently they just will not go towards that that type of contract uh that is not something that interests them um a guy that was from the the midwest area lives in nashville so he wanted to be closer to home it just made a lot of sense now when the braves started peeking their heads into things and you started hearing them t- talking about sonny gray and how they would like to get their hands on him I got a little nervous because if you had to choose, would you go with 91 loss St. Louis or do you go down to the Atlanta Braves? One of the best teams in baseball on one of the best pitching staffs in baseball already. So I was a little bit shocked when it ended up being where he landed. I I was a little bit surprised by that. Um, But apparently this is where he wanted to be. He wanted to be a St. Louis Cardinal. And that was something that they took advantage of Um, his introduction Press conference was one of the more unique ones I've ever seen because he, he first off he carries a baseball with him at all times. Didn't know that. Didn't know that was something that he did. Uh, but he talked about culture, he talked about changing the mindset of how things were done in St. Louis. He thought that uh guys like Lance Lynn and Kyle Gibson, who were the other signings that they had for their rotation, like how as far as attitude and uh, the way they carry themselves in a clubhouse and now on the roster that that was going to be just as important as to what they do on the field, which got me thinking more and more about, you know, last year, as bad as it was, we saw the on-field stuff. Were they really a 91-loss team? Because you remember they're basically a AAA team after August. You know, they weren't (laughs) – it wasn't like they were fielding anybody all that great, Um but things had soured really badly in in the clubhouse. You had some guys that clearly weren't a fit, that they just didn't mesh well together like and it who, just who, like who like who, is, who would be an example of that? The guys that were there, nobody ever specifically named people, but Ali Marble, their manager at the end of the season made a point to say that uh we need to weed out some of the people in here that aren't on the same page as what the Cardinals are trying to accomplish. And, and you saw them move on from guys like uh like a Jack Flaherty, who people sometimes accused of not having the best attitude. Tyler O'Neill is a guy that uh they think after that that initial series against the Braves where he wasn't hustling around third base, Ali calls him out in the uh in, in to the press about that's not how we play ball here, blah 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 whether or not you agree with him doing that or not. Cause I was somebody who was like, that kind of feels like it should have been handled in the clubhouse, but that was something that was called out. And they wondered if, if Tyler O'Neill was somebody that, maybe didn't have the best attitude. It wasn't so much about the team anymore, but was trying to just kind of take care of himself these days. Um, But again, they never said exactly who these people were. Genesis Cabrera was a guy that they, they DFA'd, ended up in Toronto, pitched very well for them after he left St. Louis, but he was a guy that clearly did not click well with what was going on in St. Louis. So Just a few names that possibly could be uh, the guys they're talking about there. Again, they never specifically said, but you kind of see how they treated certain people and what they did with their moves, and you just kind of, you can guesstimate who these guys might have been. Jordan Montgomery was not an issue. Jordan Montgomery was great. Uh, I, I was definitely shocked that there wasn't some sort of extension talk done in spring training. After they had uh, already signed up Miles Michaelis again to uh, to an extension, I thought that was going to be their next move. Didn't happen. Uh, I believe he's a Boris uh, client anyway, so he doesn't usually like his clients to to sign early. He usually wants them to become a free agent. But uh, um, that didn't happen. They ended up having to trade him away, and now look at him. He's one of the you know most sought after arms in Major League Baseball right now. And you would think that the Cardinals made a mistake there. They, they, they were looking for pitching. They had a guy who clearly was somebody who was pretty good, pitched well in St. Louis, was amazing with the Rangers in the postseason, uh, and they let him slip through their fingers. So they had to go out and get some other guys. Uh, excited about Gray. The Lance Lynn and the Kyle Gibson signings, you look at some of their stats, and you're like, oh, my gosh, yeah. like, yes, a lot of hits, a lot of home runs, a lot of runs in general. Yeah. Um, but I think what the idea behind this was is that they wanted guys that they could trust to be out there and answer the bell every fifth day. And that is one thing that all three of them have going for them is they are what we we call innings eaters. And they haven't dealt with a lot of injuries recently and have been guys that they can trust uh, because I even got a stat for you. So you're going to like this. I did some homework for you. 6 plus innings over the last 3 seasons. If the Cardinals get 6 plus innings out of a starter, their record is 122 and 62.
0: Oh, that makes so sense. A 663 winning sense. percentage. Last you
1: know year as, as bad as the team was, 35 and 25 when they have yeah. a pitcher go 6 plus innings. If they drop fewer than that, their record is 132 and 170. So, they believe, at least this is what I'm thinking. They get the guys that they can trust to be out there to get you the six innings. That will leave their bullpen not being as taxed as it was so early on last year, when you had Adam Wainwright going three innings, or yeah. you had uh, you know you, you had Stephen Matz who constantly gets hurt, which they're, they're going to try him again this year. Uh, but another guy that uh, you know he can't answer the bell every day, where they were trusting. Rookies to come up. Jack Flaherty was throwing, you know, three and four innings and throwing 120 pitches in those starts, you know, and it was a mess from the get go. And they just never could climb out of that hole. As soon as something started to look like it was getting better, something else would happen. Another injury to another player, whether it was Lars Newtbar or Wilson Contreras is being talked about getting moved to left field. Like just weird stuff was happening last year. Very non-cardinal stuff, the stuff that we're used to. You know, we're not the drama team. We're the boring team that just shows up and does their job. And all of a sudden, we have 90-something wins at the end of the season. And everybody's like, yeah, there they are again. And it was just completely opposite last year. And it was just a, a weird, weird season. And they had a horrible bullpen on top of it.
0: Yeah, and of course, the what comes first. I always, you know, the the innings of the bullpen. It it it'll never cease to amaze. I saw it in the in the postseason as well. When you're yanking these pitchers, you know, after seventy-eight pitches and five and a third innings, and you wonder why is our bullpen gassed? Well, because yep. you didn't. You you know that's why I was so happy when you know Bochy would push some of this pitcher. Like, yeah, give me another inning. Mm-hmm. Give me. A, you're facing the bottom of the lineup. Give me another inning. And those are but, the kind
1: of guys that the Cardinals were targeting because, as bad as the, like again the numbers were for for maybe Gibson and Lynn last year with what they gave up. One of the reasons why they gave up so many hits and stuff is because they were out there every game. You know they were yeah. getting thirty something starts last year, uh, and they're hoping they'll improve. I mean Gibson, fifteen win pitcher for a very good Baltimore Orioles team last year. Yeah. They seemed fine with him in their rotation. Why would the Cardinals expect to uh, to be better than that? Should they have gone? For somebody, um, you know, a a little more, I don't know, elite of a pitcher than those guys, there's an argument to be had there. But it was something they obviously targeted. They wanted Gray. They wanted Lynn. They wanted Gibson. And those guys wanted to play in St. Louis. That was something that their uh, president of baseball operations, John Mosaloc, brought up a lot, was that these were guys that wanted to be in St. Louis. So it made a lot of sense to bring them in. Mosaloc will be
0: discussed when we come back. Ooh. Once again, a reminder that Locked On Sports has launched the first ever national sports 24 7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24 7, covering the top sports stories of the day with experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24 7 streaming channel. We're here with uh, J.D. Afrin, who, uh, J.D., you gave me the transition I was waiting for, and you didn't even know <laughs> it. Uh, Mazalek, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Is he on the hot seat? As we've we've now gone 10 mm-hmm. years without a Cardinal pennant, we've had some colossally disastrous moves, including Alcantara, including Gallant including uh, Adolis Garcia, who I'm going to go out on a limb. All of them could be pretty helpful in a Cardinal uniform right now.
1: <laughs> and you didn't um, even mention a Rosarena yet. Thank you.
0: Yeah, a Randy Rosarena <laughs> would look pretty good in a Cardinal uniform. I knew there was one I was forgetting off the top of my yeah. head. Uh, and then he spent the the sun, the moon, the stars to bring in uh, Arenado and to bring in Goldschmidt. Uh, you know, he, he tries to replace... Yadier Molina with Contreras and there's talk about putting him in the outfield. This is a team that went from all oh, this. Is, you could write in ink 90 wins to again, they haven't been in the world series since 2013. They've gone to the league championship series a few times, but have been smacked out of it. I think they've won one league championship series game since the, uh, 2013 pennant. Mm-hmm. um, uh, division titles and wild card appearances are not going to cut in St. Louis. Um, and he's been at the driver's seat for a little bit and it's cost a lot of terrific players. And, and last year there were 90 lost team. Is he on the hot seat?
1: I would say sort of. And the reason I say that is because he's only signed through 2025. Um, their owner loves him. As you know, obviously, they've had a relationship for how many years now? It's been a really long time that he's been with uh, the Cardinals and as president president of baseball operations, as the GM before that. So, um, I it, barring another 90 loss type of just horrible season, I cannot see them getting rid of John Mose Uh, Ali Marmel in his last year uh, of his contract as a manager. Again, if things go sideways like it did last year again, I could see them cutting him loose beforehand, but I feel like both of them are going to get a chance to finish out their contracts. Uh, I think that's kind of the plan right now. Um, Should he be on the hot seat? Absolutely, absolutely. Like when you hear that, when you hear the, the failures in the playoffs and now we're failing to get to the playoffs and yet you have a fan base that churns out 3 million plus every year, for yeah. your home, for your home crowd, and they don't get the results they're expecting, and it's the same stuff every year. And you mentioned all of those uh, those deals that have gone wrong over the you know the last five six seasons, where you know they took chances on things, and none of them have really panned out. A normal GM, I can understand why he would be on the hot seat, but it's weird because, he again, 2025 is when his contract's up, and I think he rides off into the sunset, and he's hoping to do that with uh, at least a winning record under his belt, hopefully uh, a World Series championship. But looking at the roster, looking at what they have in the uh, minor leagues right now, it's hard to say that they're on a trajectory to do that unless they make some major moves. It feels like, once again, it's just another one of those Cardinal teams that is just like, Oh, ho-hum. And then they'll, they'll be hovering a little bit over 500 by the time they get to the deadline and they'll make a couple moves to try to get into the playoffs. But it never feels like that. I want to win a championship type of attitude each year. You know, it's like, let's get in and see what happens type of vibes instead of like grabbing, you know, the bull by the horns type of thing. And like, you know what, this is the year that we go for it. And we're gonna sign somebody like uh, a Blake Snell, just throwing a name out there, but somebody like that that would make a, a major, major impact to go along with your type of guys like a Sonny Gray and like a Lance Land, But uh, that has not happened. It doesn't appear that that's going to happen anytime soon either. He's like Brian Cashman
0: of the Midwest at this point, where he just, <laughs> um, where it's like you know the the expectations are high and. For the last, you know, it's amazing for the last 10 seasons that we've, you know, going into 2024, you could say the last 10 seasons have included zero Yankee and zero Cardinal pennants. That's yeah. just weird. Yes. That's just very strange. Uh, so look at, we'll see, we'll see. Because it's a, it is an, like the American League Central, it is an extraordinarily confusing and winnable Division, so we will yeah. see what happens there. JD, Effren. now I do have
1: a I do have a question for you, Sully, uh, because
0: but because we'll, um, we got to wrap up here. But uh, yes, uh, the fire away.
1: What is a move that you think the Cardinals should or should have made this off season outside of what cease. they've done already that you think cease. would
0: have cease
1: cease? Yeah, yeah.
0: I think you 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 if you bring in Gray. And you're, you can you say Gibson and Lynn can be your you look at them as your four and five innings eaters at the end, but you bring in you have Gray and Cease at the top of that rotation that mm-hmm. solves a bunch of your bullpen issues because you're not wearing out the bullpen. To yeah. me, he's a he's he's an ideal and whatever prospects you're going to trade for him, it's a winnable division right now. I wouldn't touch the offense right now, you know. You're it's, there's always someone coming up who's going to do something. And by getting O'Neill out, you're going to give one of their other younger outfielders a chance to get some more playing time in there. I don't, I'm fine. Uh, I'm wary of, a, you know, spending big money on a reliever. So I wouldn't touch Hater either right now. Right. I think, I think you make the bullpen better by making the rotation better. You don't wear out the GD bullpen because you had guys, as you said, the starting pitching couldn't get through the fourth. Mm -hmm. And so if you have guys who can go five, six or pitch into the seventh, then you have a better bullpen there. I think Dylan Cease, of all the pitchers who are out there, uh, Corbin Burns is another one. I just don't see that happening.
1: Right. And that's really
0: realistic.
1: Yeah. And then one final thought is that that's the frustrating part about covering this team and being a part of the city is that it seems like they are that one pitcher away. Right. There are yeah. a few of those type of pitchers out there that he could bring in, yet they mm-hmm. don't seem like they're going to do it. Why? It's and, weird. And, it,
0: and it's not saying Snell. It's not saying Yamamoto, you know, or, or me saying another name from from Korea or from Japan either. It's just a person who, as we know, is a serviceable, solid major league pitcher who you can put in the rotation, and you just you build your rotation that way. That's That yeah. would be my answer.
1: And cease would only cost you prospects because you don't exactly. have to pay them yet.
0: And you so. can win, you can win a division this year and roll the dice. You get you win a pennant. Well, look at before we skedaddle, it's time for me to ask the trivia question. In that fateful game six of the 85 World Series, aka the Don Denkinger game, the Cardinals took the lead going to the ninth. Here is the trivia question Who drove in the run? They gave the Cardinals the lead in the Don Denkinger game. This would have been, Ooh. if they had gotten the three outs, he would have been a Cardinal legend to drive in the World Series winning run. Instead, he is an obscure trivia question. Put the answers down here in the comments at YouTube or locked on MLB pods on Twitter and Instagram. I'm your pal Simon at Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram, reminding you that I was the 2006 Time Magazine co-person of the year while trying to make sense of the St. Louis Cardinals and that weird Central Division. This has been a Locked On MLB, Locked On Cardinals crossover. He's J.D. Efron. I'm your pal, Sully. This has been Locked On MLB. And please call me Sully. I did the ending a little differently, (laughs) so sue me.